0: On this second Sunday of Advent, our reading is from the Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, to Prepare the way of the Lord make straight his path. John the Baptist appeared in the desert proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. For the past few weeks, I've been preparing a, a course or a, a series of talks on St. John of the Cross and his teachings of the dark night. And recently I was speaking with one of our, our friars who's kind of very, uh, a matter of factly. he's kind of very... Straight to the point, right? He just kind of wants the the cliff notes, and I was I was telling to him about what I was doing, what I was researching and writing, and hoping to do with this class, and he said to me, "Sum up for me, in one sentence, one sentence, the teaching of of Saint John of the Cross and the Dark Knight." And so I thought about it for a moment, and This was the sentence I came up with. Everything in life becomes an obstacle to God unless it is purified by Christ. That's my summary of St. John on the Cross's teaching And this, everything, literally means everything. It includes spiritual things, our ideas of prayer, our ideas of God, how we think we should look as we are praying, as we think we should, or what we think we should be feeling or experiencing in our relationship with God, how we think others should look and be and pray, All of this becomes an obstacle unless it is purified by Christ. Of course, that includes our feelings, our emotions, our our wounds, our past, our hopes, our plans. Everything becomes an obstacle to God unless it is purified by Christ. And St. John of the Cross understands this purification as a positive thing. You know, so many people, uh, they'll hear of, you know, the dark night or St. John of the Cross, and they'll, they'll assume it's almost like this depressed, sad reality. But in John's mind, his teaching is extremely positive, because through this purification, God is creating space in us for more of Him. And today, as we hear in the Gospel about St. John the Baptist, I believe that St. John the Baptist is essentially preaching the very same message that everything in our life becomes an obstacle to God unless it is purified by Christ. You know, in the gospel, we heard, um, we heard, the, the God, we heard Mark quote from Isaiah 40, where there's this prophecy of, of one who will be out in the wilderness preparing the way of the Lord. And it was this hope given to Israel, that the Messiah would be coming. And we would know that he's coming when there is this voice of one crying out in the wilderness. John the Baptist fulfills that prophecy. He is that voice. And what is John the Baptist's message? It's simply one word. Repent. The gospel says John proclaimed a baptism of repentance. You know, oftentimes when we think of repentance, the first thing probably most of us think of is a, is a turning away from sin or an acknowledgement of, of sin. Which certainly is is valid, certainly a part of, of what repentance is but also on a deeper level. Repentance is not just turning away from sin, but it's a saying no to all that is not God, and a yes to him who is God. In other words, through repentance, We are creating space. We are allowing God space for more of Him. This is why repentance never gets old. We will be repenting all of our lives because there is always more of God to receive. Hence, more space is always necessary. But here's an interesting question. How do we create this space? Oftentimes in the beginning of our spiritual lives, or, or maybe after conversion things like prayer, uh, certain penances, like fasting, the practice of virtue, all of those things help to some extent to create more space, more room for God. But the reality is, those things are not enough. In fact, they're not even close. Saint John of the Cross says that God has to take over in a person's life to create this deeper space for him. Because we simply cannot do it by our own efforts, by our own spiritual plan. And the way God takes over in our lives is through these dark nights, through this deep purification. In a very real way, it's suffering that can help to create this space. Or maybe another way of saying it is that suffering, unlike anything else, enables space in our hearts, in our souls, to open to God and it's suffering of course that is lived with trust with faith and with hope in god right because suffering in and of itself is neutral but when god begins to purify us more deeply oftentimes we suffer not because god is punishing us but because we're becoming aware more deeply of our own poverty, of our own selfishness, of how little space we really have in our hearts for God. And it's interesting, both St. John of the Cross and St. John the Baptist were imprisoned. St. John of the Cross was imprisoned by his own religious community, by his own brothers, because they did not like the work of reform that he was doing with St. Teresa of Avila. St. John the Baptist was imprisoned by Herod, who was a coward. But both of them were imprisoned for preaching, essentially, the same message. Repent. Repent. Create more space. Give God more space in your life. And neither Herod or St. John of the Cross's brothers liked that message, as so many people don't today. And they suffered for it. Yet both of them lived this imprisonment, suffering, no doubt, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and psychologically. But they lived this imprisonment, this dark night, with the awareness that God was at work in ways they couldn't fathom and fully understand. That He was purifying them and creating a deeper space in them for Him. St. John of the Cross begins his poem, The Dark Night, And he says, one dark night, fired with love's urgent longings. Ah, the sheer grace. The sheer grace, he says. It's St. John the Baptist's imprisonment that that literally gives Jesus the space to begin his public ministry. When John is in prison, it is after his death that Jesus comes forth and begins to preach. And didn't St. John the Baptist say this was necessary when he said after seeing Jesus, he must increase and I must decrease? After St. John the Cross's imprisonment, he goes out and he goes to to work with the sisters and the reform and he becomes a spiritual director and he writes these tremendously deep uh, works of spirituality that affected millions and millions of people. All because they allowed God permission. They allowed God to create this space in their lives for more of Him. And so how do we respond to the presence and to the preaching of St. John the Baptist and St. John of the Cross? What does it mean for us today? Of course it means a turning away from sin. But it's also a reminder to us that there is much more to us than just sin. And this more, God wants. God wants it all. Not in the way some jealous person or some dictator would, would, would demand everything from somebody so as to control them. No, that's not God at all. God wants it all so that He can share His life, His love, with us. But in order for that to happen, we have to repent. We have to create the space necessary for this beautiful and profound transformation to occur. Amen.